This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, okay, so, like always, before Yontiv, I, I like to learn things, and um, this is Argetanyo, one of the reasons why I, it's a favorite. He was a Shiva Tarvadas. He was American born. He had a tremendous knack for taking Musagim of Chsidis and bringing it into um, in, into Bimasbrit. So it's uh, it, so I'd like to learn through this is taken Argetanyahu. Just one small Hagdama. Purim is a big day. And yes, part of it is a lot of fun and, and so on and so forth, but it's chaval that if you were to take the entire day and all you get out of it is silly stuff. Yes, there's, there's time for shtick and there's time for funny things and it's cute and it's nice, but there's also time it, it, to get a lot out of it. It's an extraordinarily deep day. It's the last yontiv that was recorded in Kisra Kodesh. That's it. With that, there's no more, nothing's recorded as a Kodesh. It's the Yontiv that is part of Golas. So, Mimela, there's what to learn, what to think about it. We, the way we do it is at night, after the Megillah, after people eat, I have a Mesib in the house, and we talk about the Inyan and we sing. We, we, we take it a little more seriously. And, then the, and during the daytime, there's a lot of time to, to do funny things and so on. It, every, everything has a time and a place. So this is something that helps people get some sense of the depth of, of it. Okay, so this is a piece of Gedal Yod's hey. So the Gemara says, V'hoyel Hashem l'shem zu mikra megillah. It's a Pasuk. V'hoyel Hashem l'shem. It'll be a name for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's mikra megillah. Now, Kiseida an hogemei mordechai veste hoye hisgalus shal shem Hashem what does it mean? It'll it'll be a name for Hakadosh Baruch. What does that mean exactly? So when we when we when we talk about the concept of a name, a name is something that is me, but it's meaningful only to people outside. If I were to live on an island myself. I wouldn't need to have a name. A name means the way in which someone else describes me. So my personal name is the, 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 the minimal description of myself to someone who's not me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself is not ever, ever understood by anyone other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we do need to reference HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what are we talking about? So, so there's a name that that's called the Shem Hashem. So Behoyal Hashem the Shem means it was translated into a name, and that's Mikra Megillah. Kisedan Hogme Morchevesto Yisgalus Hashem Hashem Betocha Chitzonus Haseda Teva. It was this Galus of the Shem Hashem in the Chitzonus of the Teva. Vizua Kavane Voyal Hashem the Shem, Frekrias a Megillah Nisgalus Shem Hashem Betocha Bria. The, the Megillah is Megala HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Megillah, in, in the Bria. If, Lamashal, you have sometimes these things for kids 
where you shade in certain parts, and then you see something that's hiding there. So when you lay in the Megillah and you describe the events in a certain way, you begin to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu functioning. V'shem b'chol makoi mer al mechus ha-dover. Ki Hashem shal dover mer al mechus ha-shroshay. V'adei ha-nes shemorche ve-ester nizbarer. She-shayrish ha-bir mechus ha-kolodei Hashem esbarach. V'zevoy Hashem l'shem shanes mer shemehave shemechus ha-briya hu Hashem esbarach. Let's talk about one more point in this, in this sense. Um... Everyone says, well, if we would see the Nisim and the flaws that they saw in Mitzrayim, we, we, we believe in Hashem also, we don't really see it. So the understanding is if HaKadosh Baruch is a salesman, he's trying to sell Torah, Yiddishkeit, and we ask ourselves, is he effective? Is he an effective salesman? We're, we're, we, we, we seem uh, it, it, not a convincing show if he would do like a Chris. Yeah, so we'd be running his net. It's a shallow understanding of what Nisim are and so on. Let's really understand what it's about. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a Bria within which he reveals himself. Why? No, there's no way to understand it. But, but that's what it is. There's a framework within which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is himself. The first level of Gilui is that he's Megala himself by negating the Bria and, and overriding it. So we see a world with a sun and a moon and, and water and a river and this and that, and boom, everything gets, gets flipped around and so on and so forth. That's the first level Gilui of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a phenomenal Gilui in terms of fireworks and, and, and being oppressed, and it's great. But it still leaves the impression that the world has some validity and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is stronger and overcomes it. Now, let's see if within the Bria, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there also. Right now, Mitzrayim is Mitzrayim. And they're, and they're quite a strong people. They're, 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 they, they take a stand. HaKadosh Baruch Hu beats them up. But they, they existed. When we begin to see within the Teva itself that things are moving towards, towards a, a Gilui, towards, towards where HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants it, then we begin to realize that not only is HaKadosh Baruch Hu stronger than the Teva, but the Teva itself is also a relation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Just like the difference between an army that's fighting another army, and then you realize that within the other army, there are spies for the first army, and there are agents for the first army. That's, that's what again. Next paragraph. So, so he, he, the, the, there is no askar of Shem Hashem in the Megillah. The only askar that we have is through Rasha Tevis or Safa Tevis. Let's explain a little bit about that also. We tend to think of Gematrius and Rasha <coughs> Tevis and Safe Tevis as a game of some sort. And that, you know, it's an entertaining game. 
they find this Rosh Tevis, that Rosh Tevis, you find this, you find Gematrius. I, you know, okay, so we, we know that it's, that, it, that it's good, that it's real, so it's real. What's the point of it? Like, what's the point of playing a game with Rosh Tevis and Gematrius and Sof Tevis and, 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 and all sorts of Gematrius at Bash and, and, and Bachlam and so on? So the answer is the message of the Torah reflects the reality. So if in a Pasik you have Shem Hashem in a, in, in a Russia Tavis or Saif Tavis, it means that Akadish Baruch Hu was not there openly. But if you look at the overstructure, you begin to pick up Akadish Baruch Hu. The way in which things are written in the Torah is a reflection of the way it's in the Bria. And if in the Bria it didn't happen overtly, in the Megillah, anybody there didn't see anything supernatural. But when you started looking at, hey, this event followed this, and exactly after this happened, this happened, that's Russia Tavis. In other words, the events look natural, but as I start saying, hey, this, 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 and this, then, then, then there's something going on over there. Lamashal, if let's say I pick five people at random, pick them at random, but if somebody notices, hey, all of them have something in common, then you begin to realize it's not so random. So Rosh Tevis and Safet Tevis and Gematria, all of these are, are... So in the Megillah itself, you have Rosh Tevis and Safet Tevis and Baruch Hu, but you don't have any overt name of Kodesh Baruch Hu. The reaction is Gala. The whole ness was just cause and effect. It wasn't overriding. Somebody could have written that that soul also just happened um, naturally. The reaction is Galalem Oz Kiakoil de Shemisburg, Kainly Nichtavashem Hashem Befeish Oz Kamsele Tevashemisburg. The Yosem is the Amru. Chazal tell us that every time the word Melech is written, it means HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Again, it doesn't mean HaKadosh Baruch Hu literally, but it means if you looked at the king and Achashverosh, he was a pawn. He, he was duped into killing his first wife. He was, um, he, 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 he was, you know, he got to take another wife. The old Haman convinced him to one thing, his wife convinced him to another thing. The Melech himself was just a puppet in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it, it's meant to teach me that whatever we see as a natural occurrence, we need to get a sense of Dashgach in it. So when a person reads um, one of the Kisvei HaKadosh before Megillah Sesta, he reads What I see is a clear voice of Hashem telling me to listen to this. This is right, this is wrong, and so on. That's a regular... Um, that's a regular Navi, uh, certainly in the Torah. In the Megillah, 
what I see, what my ear has to pick up is, I will now talk about events that are natural and regular. And you can't hear HaKadosh Baruch Hu's voice per se. But start looking at Rosh Tevis, both literally and figuratively. Start looking at how events are stacking up, and then you begin to see something incredible happening. I always say that the, the, the city of Constantinople was the empire, the, Western, the, the eastern empire of, of Rome. It was the eastern half of Rome, and it was considered to be unconquerable. Um, and it was very powerful, very unconquerable. In the 1450s, it was miraculously conquered by the Ottoman Turks. So, okay, you could study history and explain why it happened and so on and so forth. Forty years later, when the Jews were expelled from Spain, one of the great refugees was Turkey and the place that belonged to Turkey. And the Ottoman Empire provided, and the Muslims world in general provided a safe haven. So when somebody was looking just at that event, but you start looking and seeing what's happening, and, and you begin to realize things are happening. Um, Esther was the one who was the hero. The heroine. So why is it Murubas that Pasalecha asked that Panemahu? Esther was the one who saved them. The remez is Esther is is the Gaula, but this is a Gaula that we'll never see it as a Gaula from Gashbarhu. The Akarishbarhu is muster. So yes, we know Esther saved us. But you could look at it and say, well, it was a natural chain of events. Um, so it's a famous word from Abunim, and, and it's a very powerful, powerful word. It says over there in the pas in the in the in the, in the psukim of the it says but, um, that that it, um, it, it says that when all these terrible things happen, you're going to say because Hakadosh Baruch was not there for us. That's why these things happen. On the surface of it, it sounds. Like a very from Pasik. Yeah, we'll say, ah, because we neglect Akashbah and so on. Abuna says the fact if if a person can sense at any point that there is no God for him, that's an Aveira. Akarishbahu works sometimes through and sometimes through Hester. Hester is not an absence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It is HaKadosh Baruch Hu working in ways that are beyond our comprehension. So it's not in a Lekai but rather it's a Lekai's Behester.
Bagula Gamkin or Yibachilis and Yisrael Litlis Hakol Derech Hateve Mikra. Klaisel could have said everything is just a Mikra. So Sharia the Akoyach Shol Esther Ochazam Beis Hamelach for Yibesedus Asimim Soimer Virak Al Yedeish Shev Neisrael Igbius Atzman Vivro Bagula Yad Hashem Ki Oz Zochol Liros Hapnei Hamunach Betecha Hester. So it's only because they looked into it they were Zeicher. So if we to ask ourselves, the, nays, the, the events of Purim are, the, the, their Klal Yisrael was able to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even when HaKadosh Baruch Hu acts invisibly. I want to add a, a point about this. There are, there, are, there are people that make a living out of um, explaining exactly What's happening and why is happening? And this is this and this is that. These other so on and so forth. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a person being bewildered. Who knows what? And understanding, it's it's a Karish Baruch's hand. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't know. But what I do know is there is something happening here and moving in a certain direction. Um, um, so the moral adds a point over here as follows. Um, things, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world with a, with with a with a whole array of things that are meaningful in this world, and things that we can understand. In other words, chachma allows us to understand many many things in this world. That's the bria kashvachu made. Anything past this world, anything beyond this world, does not have any way of expressing itself within this world. Let me, um, let's, let, let's take a, an analogy that I think will, will be helpful. There are things in the world and I can express it in words. This is a table, there's chairs here. There are 15 tables, there are X amount of chairs that are located here like that. I can talk about it, describe it, put it into words, into numbers, and, and, and that information is visible. So someone comes and asks me, describe the room to me, how many tables, how many chairs, and so on and so forth. I describe it. Someone will ask me, what does it feel like? <coughs> what did your chasna feel like? I'm at a loss for words. So if a person asks me, how many tables were at your wedding? I can tell them exactly. Um, what did they serve? I can tell them exactly. How long did the band play? I can tell them exactly. What did it feel like? I can't tell them. So a person will say, well, so there weren't any real feelings because you described me how many tables and how many people and how much food and what food. That you described. But how you felt, you couldn't describe, so it's less. No. It's the other way around. The food, the table, the people, the time, whatever is quantifiable is of this world. And therefore, it can translate into words. But things that 
are beyond this world. My feeling, my sense, it's, it's too high and above this world, and therefore it doesn't come into this world in terms of, uh, of being coming a Metzius. It, it, it's, um, it, it just doesn't take on words. HaKadosh Baruch Hu can speak to us in Nisim Gluyim. Nisim Gluyim means that the Anhog of HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes on words. It's here. We were standing here, the mitzvah coming there, the, 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 the yam opened up, the closed, and this, and that, the other thing. That's, it, it means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzin translated itself into this world. That's a lower form of interaction. In Megillus Esther, things happened that didn't make it into words. I don't know, all of a sudden Achashverosh had this feeling, that feeling, this came up, that came up, the, the, she was the one that, that he chose, Haman wanted this, that. There's nothing here that translated itself. It comes, the morale says, from a higher place, a place that words don't express it. There's a beautiful morale he says about Moshe Rabbeinu. It says Moshe Rabbeinu is a kvad peh. So the question is, I mean, is it a chisar in Moshe Rabbeinu? Like, like I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu was made to be Kali Yisrael's Navi and so on. Why would he be a kvad peh? So the morale says that the word it's 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 a direct result of Moshe Rabbeinu's level of understanding. For somebody who understands Torah at a lower level, it's easy to articulate it. I, I, because I'm talking about so, so let's take a, a muscle. When we talk about someone asks you to describe um So two people are fighting over a garment and one person pulls it, the other person pushes it, you split it, those are all things, and it's quite easy to describe it in words. But if someone were to ask you, what's the lumbus behind it? Like, it's a, it's a mochsik, and it's a dinner of, 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 of equal mochsakis, you can't take all of these, <coughs> we fall short words. We don't have any good words for it. So we use terms, but the terms are not literal. Um, Moshe Rabbeinu was a kvat peh. Moshe Rabbeinu understood Torah so deeply that his lips were leaden. In other words, for the level of Torah he understood, the mouth, the tongue, the, were too clumsy. They were, it's, it's like somebody's working with very fine material. A, a, a plier is, is, is not a good tool for it. It's too clumsy. He was a kvat peh. It was too clunky. Heavy, clunky is the word for it. So therefore, um, the morale says, nisim that are behesta come from a far deeper place. And that's why this type of nase, which is already further advanced in the calendar of nisim, had to come from a hidden place. So he says, it happened rapidly, like it says, they rushed Haman, they, they, they grabbed Esther. Things moved at a pace because it, it wasn't in a natural procession. Okay. 
מסיים שם כשני עתיים קודם קנחו. ויש דבר אין כפירש דבר הן, כי כאילו שבגולוס צריך להיות גם נס ניסטה, וכאילו שניסטה צריך להביא מוקם עולים וגבוה. ופירוש שהוא, כי ידוע הכלל שבכדי שיהיה בחוילס לאור לסתבש עבדך הסתה, ולהיות אויסר הרקיים בתוך הסתה, צריך האור להיות ממוקם גבוה עד מאוד, כי בלאו הכי נספת אור הקוטן בחוישה גודל אשר עוז. כשההסתה הוא גודל יעשה, צריך להיות ההור הגדול ביעשה. So um, he, he, um, he's adding his own husband to the morale, and he says as follows. When it's very dark, you need light that can penetrate very far. It, it, because it was a world where Hashem no longer was an overt player in the world, there was Beis Hamikdash, first Beis Hamikdash was Kharif, there's not going to be an overt tomb again, there's not going to be in the Asia, and there's not going to be the Aaron. A, a lot of overt signs of Hashem were gone. The world was very dark and, 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 um, and very kilo, it, it, it blocking out of Kodesh Baruch and so on. It requires an extraordinarily deep horror to be able to penetrate that. It has to be something that, that comes in a very deep way. It's just like when a person, when you need to stimulate nerves in a person that are very deep inside, you need a type of ray, whether it's a sound wave or, or light, that can penetrate deeply to reach that point. The world had come to a point where the, the Hashem wasn't seen anymore. It was cloaked in its own sense of self, dark, and nothing penetrating. The only type of thing that would penetrate is something very deep, something that is, is, is a light that's much deeper, so that it can even go into the world of Hester. So, so now it's adding an akuta, why do you need such a deep light for that? So it means, let's take it in, in terms we can relate to. When a person, we, we're in a world where Hashem is not overt, things natural, and we have a hard time with it. A lot of times, we're not going to show Nisim. But sometimes a person is struck by a very deep sense of something. A person has this iris. It comes with a very deep sense of something. And, and that moves a person. Because to penetrate a lot of layers of, you know, kind of just hard skin, so to speak, callous, so to speak, requires something that's much deeper. Nisim that come from a makom of Hester are much higher nisim, much deeper nisim. The fact that we don't see it, so just like most of the light the x-rays are very, very powerful, and we don't see it. It's part of the, of, of the, the electromagnetic wave that we don't see, and, and so on. Many of the things that are very powerful are not seen. And, and, and because they're not seen, they're so powerful, and they can penetrate so deeply. Okay, we'll hold it over here. And, okay.